Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is your SummerSlam post-show. I am your host, as always, Scott. And with me today, not doing this alone, folks. <laughs> with me today, one half of Back to the Ring, Mr. Zach. How you doing, sir? What's up? I'm happy to fill in with you. Tag me in. I'm ready. I'm here. <laughs> what we happy coming off you. of this SummerSlam. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? Oh my God. This, this show was, was everything that I hoped it would be. And more, at least for me personally, like I had astronomical uh, expectations for this show with all the news after Vince retired and triple H taking over and the small changes I started to see on the SmackDown and raw after Vince had left. I'm like, all right, SummerSlam is going to be either the mo- the greatest thing I've ever seen or it's going to be an absolute shit show, and I'm going to love it both ways. It definitely lived up to that party of the summer, biggest party of the summer moniker. And I think I was a little bit more reserved in my expectations, a little more like how much of a noticeable difference is there really going to be in this one? So it, it definitely exceeded my expectations. But still, even though you had high expectations, it still reached that. It tells you how good this show was. Yeah, I, man, I just... I mean, I can't take away from what Vince has done for the industry, but recently, and I know that like, <laughs> at least through like the Shippen guys, I think I'm the only one who watches the WWE product like religiously still. I- I've watched it since the 90s. So I'm just like, well, I'm a lifer for now. So I might as well just keep going. Um, and I could even tell like towards the end, like, I'd be live tweeting and I would just be like scrolling Twitter instead of really paying attention to the matches like the last like, I don't know, six months to a year. And it's just like, oh, something really needs to change. And then all the the news with the scandal and everything else and then Triple H taking over creative. I was just like, okay. And I did this during SummerSlam. My phone was not in my hand unless there was in between a match. Like this, every match had my focus the entire time. And that hasn't happened in a long time. And the show was that probably, I would say that much better for it, but all the competitors, they, I looked up and down this card, eight matches, including or excluding the little fight between Seth and Riddle halfway through, there was not a, a bad match in this bunch at least from from my perspective of things. I mean, nope. they, they all had varying lengths of time. We had matches that were a little over four minutes to the main event, which was 23. And I felt like this pay-per-view, I believe, was maybe three hours and 45 minutes, but it felt longer, but yet not exhausting, like some of the older WrestleManias would be when they would go like 12 hours and you'd be like, all right, I'm done. Uh be over please but um yeah it was so good uh i'm looking forward to things going forward they just announced that wrestlemania 40 is going to be in philadelphia and i immediately went hmm. i was there for the rumble all these years ago and i loved my experience there just walking around the town 
walking around um, the indoor marketplaces that they got there. And I'm just like, oh, man, if they ever come back to Philly for a really big thing, I'd love to be able to do that. And then they announced this and I'm like, okay. Now you have to. <laughs> you might have to. Yeah, it's next April. It gives me a whole year to plan, whole year to save. I might. I, I Yeah, those, mm, the thoughts are definitely there. So that was kind of one of my biggest takeaways from last night something you said about uh things to look forward to it was it felt like after every match there was something something else like somebody came back there was like a return or they would do something more to continue a little segment to kind of set up what's moving forward it wasn't just like completing something and it's it's done so there was definitely a lot in there to keep me I was very entertained last night. There were some great matches, but now I'm also like, all right, maybe I should get back into watching Raw and SmackDown more consistently. <laughs> I I haven't, I, I check back in every once in a while yeah. when I see something on Twitter that's like, oh, all right, that's a match that I would, I, I think I should make time to see. And then I sit through three hours of Raw and I, I just can't do it these days. But now, yeah, we got some cool stuff moving forward. Maybe those shows will, will, will see a little, change some some improvements so yeah i think they might be pulling me back in for more regular viewing you'll love to see it (laughs) so scott uh, loves to see it i do i really do i mean i need more people to talk to about about wwe wrestling because nobody else is they're like oh oh yeah that happened i'm just like guys come on (laughs) um but great i love the, the the talking about the segueing into the next thing going on um our first match that we kicked off last night was bianca belair versus becky lynch for the raw women's championship and i was like well this is the perfect match to start off the show because this could either be the best match of the night or this could be uh the best match of the night (laughs) um these two i i feel like you know they're it's like Seamus and Drew McIntyre, they can't have a bad match. And I thought that this was a great culmination to their feud since last year's SummerSlam. Um, Bianca retaining the title, uh, putting some 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 attitude on that KOD at the end. Uh, I loved how because it looked like when she when she had her up, looked like she might have kind of lost like her momentum pushing her over and then all of a sudden it was just like that power up at the end and she's like ah smash and I was just like oh she put some stank on that okay that works she hulked up a little bit <laughs> she did it was great um so the match is over you know Becky stands back up and this surprised me I did not expect this uh going out for the the, the handshake and Bianca obviously was like, uh, I don't know if I trust this, you know, because this shit's happened before. If you go back to, again to last year's uh, SummerSlam, um, but she finally goes for the handshake and Becky pulls her in and the big hug and Bianca's face was priceless. She's like, what the hell's going on? Um, <laughs> so that happens. And then Becky gives her, you know, the whole hand raise and Becky, you know, goes to give her, you know, her flowers and whatnot. And the crowd's all happy. And then this is where business picks up. I hear I, I'm literally typing out like everything like, oh, my God, oh, you know, the respect between the two, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I hear the theme song 
And I literally almost dropped my phone. And I, I, I think I hurt my neck. Like, just popped my head up to look at the television. Whiplash. Bailey. Yes. Bailey. Making her return after, like, 380-something days of her being there. Not She's missed the entire thing of, with the crowds coming back. I mean, I, I stated this long ago, like, during the pandemic era, that both her and Seamus, I believe, were, like, the MVPs of the pandemic era. And to see Bailey finally have her moment with the with the crowd, crowd exploded. I exploded. This was I was just like, oh, this is great. There was rumors that she'd come back, but you know, you never know. Um, but she ends up coming out and stops what halfway on this like L-shaped ramp, which I kind of like. You know, everything's so used to being like the one big ramp that goes down, and this one has a nice little bend to it, so it's like, all right. It's kind of cool. It gives a little extra, you know, view for the fans. And she stops. And then all of a sudden, another theme song that I never thought I'd hear yet again. Dakota Kai returns to WWE. And I'm just like, well, that's uh, that's Triple H right there. Because, yeah, Vince had wanted nothing to do with her. Triple H brings her right back. And she's not coming out by herself. She stands with Bailey, and you hear Bailey going, "Oh, we just want to talk." And I'm just like, "We, we, okay." And then after that, Io Shirai, or as she now goes by Io Sky, which honestly, not a terrible name change at all. Um, there's been some pretty bad ones. This one was actually pretty good. Um, she comes out and joins the two of them. So I'm like, wait, we got a new female faction. And it's a call-up from NXT, a rehire, also from NXT, and then the returning Bailey. They get in the ring. Bianca, at this point, is like, all right, 301, whatever, I'll get my ass whooped, let's go. And then the biggest surprise, Becky Lynch coming back into the ring, standing side-by-side side with Bianca Belair. The face turn, fantastic. Now the big question is, who's going to be their third? Do you have ideas? Again, I have an idea. I don't know how, how, how well it's going to actually turn out. But part of me thinks that it might be Sasha. Wow. Yeah. If we're going to be bringing people back. Right. I mean, I know that the whole ordeal with Sasha and, and um, Naomi and the Women's Tag Team Championships we don't know what's going on. I know they're taking bookings now outside for non-wrestling things. Um, but if they were able to somehow pull that plug and, or, or flip that switch and get Sasha to come back to be opposed to Bailey, of course, we all know what Sasha, pro she'll probably end up turning on them and joining Bailey. But that's that's just that's neither here nor there. But I think that would be really cool. Um, the majority of people are thinking Asuka, which, again, kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, then you have the Asuka versus EO, which is a, another big thing that people have wanted. Um, I've also seen Charlotte Flair thrown around. Um, and I think those were really the big three that I've seen. Um, but part of me would really love to see, would love to see Sasha. And then you can put Naomi with the uh bloodline, which they should have done like six oh months my God. ago. Just, yes, please. Yeah. Especially with. Uh, we'll, we'll get into those matches, but what did you think of this match and everything that happened afterwards? Yeah, I, I love that 
we normally think of storylines as being going from you know wrestlemania to wrestlemania or culminating at wrestlemania but this was a storyline that was basically started at last year's SummerSlam and came all the way back to this year's SummerSlam. i think that's awesome that's amazing for to give SummerSlam a, a big storyline like that in a big moment and obviously these two will always put on a great match like you said and there was a lot of great heat built up into this and becky was fantastic throughout all this and uh everything after yeah kind of unexpected for for a return to come in 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 that way and i think Corey graves on announcing said something about like dakota kai not even currently under wwe contracts and i was like all right now i gotta i gotta see what they're gonna have to say about this when if if they're gonna come out maybe on raw and and talk about what what the situation is there so again i'm i'm this is one of the things i'm really intrigued by moving forward to see where what they're going to say about this um oh you said probably triple h his his hand uh going out of his way to bring dakota back which is awesome Mm. and one of the one of the biggest reactions of the night i think ended up being becky standing alongside bianca um and so that was that was an awesome crowd reaction and um so I, I I really loved all of this, the match, the the post match segment, and moving forward, where we're gonna go with this. So it was all so well done. Yeah, um, it's funny that you talk about like what what the ladies might be saying after afterwards. They they tried to do an interview. I saw this on Twitter, um, maybe ten or fifteen minutes after that match, and they tried to interview Bailey and everybody, and Bailey stops and says, "Well, you guys made me wait, so now you're gonna wait." And then they all and they walked off like, yes, that's great. So I'm assuming Raw will have at least something uh, from the three of them. Uh, I don't know in what capacity, but we're going to start figuring out what's going on. I do like the fact that uh, that Bailey is now on Raw and not on SmackDown. Uh, Part of me feels like we might need to draft. Start mixing some people up um good time for it yeah yeah especially with the brand new change in 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 management (laughs) Uh, i think it would be it'd be really good i would also i would love to see triple h bring back gms i mean Mm. regal regal was a staple when he was in nxt and then you know after everything happened and he left i mean now he's flourishing over in AEW, but we need we need actual head figures of these shows and I know Adam Pierce has been doing a great job. I really hope he ends up getting one of them. And I would not be upset if you if they gave the other one to so, uh, to Sonia, because mm-hmm. Sonia's been all over him recently for mistakes that he's made. I think this would be a good time. You want to give us a uh, an actual brand split and actually have the GMs go at each other again, like they did years ago. I think that would be great. Because no offense, I hate seeing the same people on both shows, because. Right. What happens to all the other talent that could have had that 10, 15, 20 minutes? They could have had three matches in those 20 minutes to give people some exposure. Like uh, an example I'll give is that, uh, what was it, on SmackDown this past week, um, they had Shotzi and Aaliyah actually have a match. Like Aaliyah's been coming out the last three weeks to try to have a match with Lacey Evans, and Lacey's in this whole I hate everybody thing, and she punches Aaliyah and leaves, and there's been no match. So it's like, what the hell? Give 
get ali has been with the company for like i don't know 30 years at this point and <laughs> she spent 29 of them with nxt and she's finally getting a chance to do something on 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 television on the main roster and they do this shit it's like come on let him, let them have a chance and then this past week, uh, Lacey was uh, medically, uh, not, not medically cleared to wrestle. So they actually had a match and they gave Shotzi some TV time too. So I'm like, yes, this is what I want. People we don't get to see too often, let them have a match. But again, I'll get off my, off my soapbox and we'll go back to this. <laughs> uh, no, so- I'm all for that. They, they could do awesome with the draft and bring back, it makes sense. If we're making changes, it shows people that you're making changes with the shows and that's, a really easy way, I think, to yeah bring some excitement back, get people that interested in watching both shows. Mm. Makes sense. It'd be a good time. Also, you could do more call ups from NXT from people who really are kind of floundering at this point. Like you could bring up, you know, um, Cameron Grimes. At least I would think would be a good spot. Um, you could bring up uh, Legato del Fantasma, or at least part of it. Yeah, there's there's definitely people who don't need to be in NXT 2.0 anymore. They can move on, and now with Triple H at the at the helm, I think they'll actually be put to good use. So, but we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. But going back to SummerSlam, second match of the night, Logan Paul and The Miz. Now, they they've tried so hard to make Logan Paul the, the face here, and. For the longest time, the crowd just just was like, no, we hate him. Don't care what he's doing. He's terrible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. After this match, the man is not. He did a great job, I thought, at WrestleMania. This match, even better. This match was also the third longest match on the card, which I did not expect either. But Logan Paul getting the win over The Miz was just, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I've already started joking around on Twitter saying that we need Logan Paul versus Pat McAfee versus Bad Bunny at WrestleMania 39. It'll steal the show. It, I'm telling you, it will steal the show. That would. They've done such a great job with bringing in celebrities that actually want to wrestle, and they're doing great job in the ring. So I don't know, that, the home run, at least for me. Um, what do you think? Yes, I loved this match. I thought it was fire. Uh, Logan Paul, yeah, big props to him. I don't really know about uh, anything he does um, on YouTube or whatever he's famous for, but yeah, really spectacular what he's done, putting clearly putting in a lot of work in wrestling. And The Miz has been the perfect guy to set him up with being that like multi-faceted star. And I love the match, like starting off like Miz just kind of messing with him. They they did some really fun stuff and. Um, big spots for Logan Paul to have in the match. Um, so yeah, it was, that was a ton of fun. Uh, I'm all for yeah more Logan Paul or matches like this, where they have the celebrities who are really passionate about it. Um, I don't know if it actually bring in these people brings in up more casual fans or not, but I'm okay with it because they're putting on really good matches. Yeah, exactly. Um, if I remember correctly, Logan signed a multi-year, multi-appearance uh, contract. So this is not the last we'll see of him. Now, whether he's going to be something more of a semi-regular person, I don't know. But I'm interested to see if, A, this feud is over. And if so, who 
he goes after next or who comes after him. So I think that'd be interesting. I think maybe Kevin Owens might be a good one because they had some issues a couple of years ago. Uh, and KO is another one who's really good when it comes to celebrities. So I think that would be fun down the road. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I really can't think of anybody else at the moment. But yeah, KO would be the first one that popped into my head. Um, maybe for WrestleMania because uh, what was it? Two or three years ago, KO gave him a, a stunner in the middle of the ring and uh, the crowd popped for that one. But it would be interesting to see if KO would be the heel or the face here. So I don't know. Right. Definitely. Yeah, definitely some ways you could go with that. So whatever they did, I think it would work. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, our next match, which I think everybody had this on their bingo board, um, Bobby Lashley with pants taking on and defeating uh, theory for the United States championship. Now, everybody already knew, you know, because theory's been you know, singing it from the rooftops that he was going to attempt to cash in during the main event or after the main event. And the chance of him being a triple champion was barely higher than zero. And uh, Lashley just took care of him. It was the match was almost (laughs) under five minutes and taps out. And that's the end of it. So this match while short, definitely served its purpose. Um, Lashley's finally done with theory, and I'm very interested to see who his next his next competitor will be for the U.S. title. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I I like the the presentation for Lashley at least, even though it wasn't like the best match in the world. He's he's being presented as a, as a monster, and I think he's elevating the U.S. championship right now. So yeah. the the crowd was pretty hot for Lashley um so yeah like you said it served its purpose and uh see what he can do next but yeah Lashley's still still killing it yeah uh I love that the fans have finally embraced him because for the longest time they just didn't give a shit and it's too bad because Lashley is like you said he's a monster like he should be running through people and I would love at some point to see him and Roman go at it I think that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Lashley doing real good. Got his job done. Got his quick payday, and we'll see. We'll see what happens next for him. Um, our next match, um, a no disqualification tag team match: the Mysterios taking on the Judgment Day. This match went as I expected, but I made a fatal mistake <laughs> in picking the Judgment Day to win this. Um, we did get the return of Edge, all those vignettes that have been playing recently. The first one that showed up, I think the, the Twitter exploded because they all thought it was Bray. And I did it too at first until we you further dissected things and it started showing former tag teams and former wrestlers from like the Attitude Era. And I'm like, oh no, this isn't Bray. This can't be Bray. And then as the weeks went on leading into SummerSlam, we got more vignettes and everybody after like the second week was like, yeah, this is definitely going to be edge. And this, this, this should be interesting. And his return fantastic during the middle or towards the end of this match, the fire, the whole um, remixed brood entrance. Uh, yeah. It was the haircut. So good. Yeah. The haircut. Um, he just, I, he just really hates long hair now. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants it to be short, which is fine. I actually like short hair edge. 
Um, but yeah, he comes in, he takes out Priest, he takes out Finn, and then Ray does his his drop the dime from the top rope, almost kills himself at the same time. Yeah. I was like, no, Ray, no. <laughs> God. Mysterios get the win here. And obviously now makes you wonder what's next. Finn and Edge. Maybe at Clash at the Castle. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Finn's been looking forward to having a match with Edge. Um, I kind of I kind of feel bad because I feel like Judgment Day has taken a step back since they've gotten rid of Edge. Uh, I don't know what it was, but just the way Edge was just delivering his promos during that whole time was just it just it was really good. It felt like this could have been a huge thing for both himself for priest and for Rhea. then i made the surprise with finn coming in and finn having everybody turn on him i feel like the kind of floundering and, and, and i hate to feel that way i i feel like they need a shot in the arm to really put them over uh, over edge because i don't think edge needs to win here to to make himself look good i don't know we could get this new edge versus the demon Maybe Finn goes back and, and and finds the demon again. I don't know. We'll see. There's, there's a lot of lot of speculation for that, but um, I enjoyed this. Um, for me, it was my one blemish on my mark. <laughs> oh, because um, with you picking the Judgment Day, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I made more than one blunder, so it, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we can. We, I, I was going to wait till the end of the show, but we can, we can, we can discuss it now. Because as you know, this was we missed Money in the Bank because I was fighting Death's Door with COVID, and um, we just didn't do any picks for it. But we did our picks for SummerSlam, our second event um, since WrestleMania Night Two, and everybody did really well. Both you and Sam finished at six and two. And I finished at seven and one, so I get that next that first point. So now I tie. I am tied with Sam at one and one. Going no, I still have our, zero. That's all right. That's all right. The year is still young. We have many many events to pick. I think I'll actually do. Um, I'm thinking about it. We'll do Clash um, at the Castle as well because they're they're kind of big, they're making it a big deal. It's the first time it's a UK show in three decades. So I think that would be a good one to add. It would, you know, kind of make up for us missing Money in the Bank. So believe me, you got plenty of time to come back and and try to take this title. But for now, the champ gets his first point. Tied for the lead. The defending champ. That's right. That's right. It's good to be the champ. (laughs) Um, But after that, our next match was one I was actually looking forward to um, the most because I love this man so much, Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Now, I have a soft spot for Corbin as well. I always have. I've loved his stuff since NXT. Uh, the first time I saw him drop the end of days on someone, I was just like, sold. Favorite favorite thing ever. Um, but this did exactly what I expected it to. Um, Pat's so over with the crowd. Funny, though, making some rookie mistakes, Corbin taking immediate advantage of it. I liked the dynamic of Michael Cole completely being a hype man for Pat and Corey Graves doing the same for Corbin. Like 
you're not supposed to have an opinion at the commentary uh, commentary table, but both of them are just like, fuck this, let's go. Commentary is so much more fun when they do that, though. I know, I agree. Like, this is the first time I think I can, I've really seen Michael Cole be this opinionated about someone since he did it for the Miz all those years ago when he had his own little, um, his own little plastic box. I can't remember what the hell he called it. Um, but before he had his match with Lawler at WrestleMania, like that was, that was so, it was so fun to watch. Um, Pat doing another great job. Like I said, we need this triple threat at WrestleMania 39. And I think it would be amazing. Um, Corbin doing the job and just, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I'm a little sad that Pat didn't come back to commentary after the match um, mm-hmm. for the rest of the show, because I just love, just, I don't know what it is about Pat, but he just, in, he injects so much energy into, into SmackDown. And even Michael Cole has said, like, having Pat here has renewed my love for this business. And I'm like, that's exactly what I need here. And just, I feel like, and obviously he just signed a contract extension. So he's going to be here for years to go. And I just, yeah, I, I love listening to the commentary on SmackDown. And now I just, with this whole Triple H thing, I don't know if, if Pat's going to have more time in the ring or I don't know, but it's just, yeah, there's just, I have such a good feeling about what's, what's next. And I haven't felt this good about the WWE product in a long, long time. Yeah. And, but how about the, the choir that McAfee had to bring him in? How electric was that? I completely forgot. Oh my God. How could I forget that? Yes. Hiring an entire choir to just sing bum ass Corbin. <laughs> I love it. Like Corbin's walking down to the ring and his music just stops. And I'm just like, that's weird. And then all of a sudden the choir starts and you just see Baron turn around and he's just like, what? Really? What is this he nonsense? An entire choir. <laughs> it was so good. And I love McAfee's like Titan Tron with just like thousands of McAfee's making all these <laughs> facial expressions. Yes. I thought it was all, it was a great entrance. It really was. It really was. Um, I feel like though, somebody needs to make this man some, some wrestling gear because like coming out yeah. in like the black shirt with the bum ass Corbin hashtag. I thought that was pretty cool, but like, come on, give this man some gear. Let him, let him, you know, let him, let him be flashy. He just, right. He looks he's like he's just ready for a street fight. Matches at this point. Yeah. Make him look a little more, yeah, like a like a guy who has wrestled a few matches now. Right, right. So I mean, I I guess honestly that'd be my only real critique here. It's like like make him look really good. Like you you had a chance to do it, but you know maybe for next one we'll see. What did you think about his um uh like destroyer or like you know Pittsburgh sunrise? What like he didn't um was that the movie finished it on where he just like, he didn't do like how Adam Cole or anyone does it. Like where you land with your two feet and then flip over. He just like went straight over Corbin and like Corbin caught him and they flipped like, yeah, it it was was kind of, it wasn't exactly, uh, yeah, it wasn't exactly Panama sunrise. It was just more, um, there is a term for that move. That's not as, you know, it's not the Panama Sunrise, but yeah, he just kind of flowed over Corbin and just caught him and, and and they flipped over and he had Corbin's shoulders so, so high that obviously, you know, Corbin's not going to get out of that. But I mean, 
Everything else was good. He did his patented jump off the top rope. Uh, the backflip, he he did the the well, the superplex. Like he hit all the he hit all of his 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 moves that he hits. Um punted his balls. Yes, of course. That was great. The ref bump and then the punt, the nice revenge for what Corbin did to him on SmackDown. So yeah, it was it was good. Um yeah, so I look forward to seeing what's next for Pat and for for Corbin. I don't know. Um, I know he's been taking a lot of a lot of losses recently, so I don't know. Part of him, part of people, people really miss the the bum ass, the actual bum ass Corbin when he was broke. Um, I I'm still a fan of the King Corbin. Um, I really hated how that whole thing kind of went down, um, but the lone wolf Corbin, I think would be a lot of fun to see return as well. Um, Just to bring back that fantastic theme song that he had, because I really truly hate the one he has now. (laughs) I hate so much. (laughs) So we'll see. Yeah. That's yeah. The happy one is probably just about run its course. Um, It is kind of funny how many blank Corbin's he's been now. He was constable Corbin. Yep. Happy Corbin, bum ass Corbin or broke Corbin, whatever you know, the lone wolf Corbin. So I'm sure he can, maybe, maybe he just finds a, another completely new one. Cause he's, yeah. he's done pretty well with anything, any of them. He, he really has. Yeah. Like I, I love the, uh, the constable Corbin, I think was, was great for memes because everybody made the, the Applebee's jokes or any type of like, you know, restaurant jokes because he looked, he looked like a server or he yeah. looked like a, you know, a, a greeter. And it was, it was so, it was so funny. Um, but I know people love to hate Corbin, but if you take a second and step back and see what he's been able to do with his body of work is just, he's really good. He's, he's probably one of the better um, people that transitioned over from the NFL. And speaking of that, I like the fact that they went back and they brought um, them being both rookies with the Colts. Um, I thought that was was a nice little touch. I also, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but, uh, during Corbin's entrance, he had the Colt U turned sideways for Corbin down his vest. I did not notice that. That is a nice touch. I saw that when he was in the <laughs> ring. I was like, oh, shit. Okay, I like that. Yeah, it's those it's those little things. Those little things that just add to, to the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great. Um, but for me, as much as I, and I really do think that the, the whole Becky-Bianca match was great. The next one was also fantastic. The Usos and the Street Profits for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Yeah, I think that was my second blemish. I think I picked the Street Profits for some reason, but I don't know. I'm thinking just how long can the bloodline, these few guys hold this many titles and maybe they switch it at a big pay-per-view like SummerSlam and the Street Profits. I would love to see them get that back, but um, it, it was a really... That was a really, really good match, though. Yeah. I thought Jeff Jarrett also being the special guest ref did. He did a great yeah. job. He definitely called this down the middle, even with what had happened on SmackDown the night before, where Jay super kicked him in the face while they were all brawling. Um, I Part of me thought that maybe this would come back to bite the Usos, but it didn't. Um, I was severely on the fence with this one when, when it came to making the pick, because... I was just like, well, I know, at least from thinking of it, Roman's going to retain. So if the Usos don't retain, this could be very interesting 
storyline wise, but Roman's going for history. And it really helps him. And I think the whole bloodline as a whole for them to hold on to these titles. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed that during this match, I truly feel that this might be the end of the Street Profits because Ooh. Montez Ford throughout this match got more and more frustrated as this match went on. And after um, the Usos hit the 1D and retained the titles on Dawkins, you see there's a nice photo that I was able to that I was able to get uh, of Dawkins sitting in the ring looking upset. But Montez, his face was anger. So mm-hmm. part of me feels that Montez is ready to snap. And I feel like he might take out Dawkins sooner rather than later, which I think would be a great thing for Montez Ford because he's been bulking up recently, like putting on weight and muscle. And I think he is easily a multi-time heavyweight champion in the future for Dawkins recently he's been stepping up his game as well and I can really see Dawkins doing a great job as a singles competitor as well but part of me feels like they still have stuff to do as a team but after last night I'm like I don't know if that's going to be the case yeah so I don't know I'm looking for um it's probably one of the, the most intriguing storylines coming out of SummerSlam. That's what's going to happen with the Street Profits. And who the hell's next for the Usos? They've beaten everybody pretty much at this point. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. And then who's going to eventually beat them? Yeah, it's just, I, I think it would be insane if they were to hold the title as long as Roman does, because I've been, I've been talking about this ever since, I don't know, probably last year's WrestleMania. I honestly, honestly can see Roman holding on to this title until WrestleMania 40. So you, you think the Usos would hold theirs as long as Roman? I hope not, because there's definitely yeah. some good tag teams out there that would love to have a shot at this. Um, I don't know, maybe find a way to have them lose one of them. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I, you can do that, yeah. That way they can still hold on to something uh, going forward. I'd love to see that actually happen to Roman as well, but still hold on, to, hold on to one of the titles. I hate the fact that it's, I mean, I understand why both, you know, all the, um, the bloodline have all the titles. I get it. They're the most dominant faction, you know, in recent history, maybe ever. I don't know, but I feel bad for everybody else. They're right. like they're chasing ghosts at this point because they can't they can't put them down for three. What what is everybody yeah going to be doing on all these shows if you're yeah. not able to chase even chase belts? Yeah, right. I mean, maybe this is finally the opportunity for both the Intercontinental Championship and the U.S. title to finally get you know some prominence back because they've been flushed down the toilet for for a long time, probably since the 2000s, you know, the early 2000s. So. Maybe that's a time to get that going because Roman's technically part time now. He's got more time away from the ring than he is than than he is in it. So I don't know. We'll see. I think um, Clash at the the Castle will be a great match going forward. I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but still, I don't I don't see Drew winning. So nope. Roman just continues to roll. 
but I don't know. Um, after that, we had the shortest match of the night, which kind of felt longer than it did. Uh, Liv Morgan taking on Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, of course, the only match that actually had some controversy that I actually really enjoy. So Ronda spent, I don't know, three out of the four minutes of this match working on Liv's arm. And she had her in a submission, an arm bar, but Liv was able to roll her onto her shoulders, get the three count, but at like two and a half, Liv taps out. Ref didn't see the tap. He only counted the shoulders. And I love the fact that Corey Graves called out Michael Cole on this, and they went back and watched it, and Cole was like, oh, my God, you're right. I was like, okay, so we got to have some controversy here. There's got to be something to keep this going. But what Rhonda did afterwards made actually more sense. Rhonda then attacks Liv. We have the heel turn. And then she attacks the ref. And I'm like, aha, there it is. So she attacks the ref. She'll get fined and most likely suspended. Ronda has already said that she, she can't devote 100% of her time to WWE because now that she has a family and a farm, she wants to take care of that stuff too. This gives her the perfect opportunity now to go away from the company for a little while, spend more time with her child, do her stuff at home, come back, maybe the Rumble, win the championship, maybe get her, you know, her, her rematch if Liv holds on to the title until WrestleMania. With Liv, now this makes her, you know, seem kind of like a weaker champion but now she'll be on the i need to prove myself going forward so i don't know maybe this could be the biggest building thing for Liv. and then ronda makes her return down the road and we have ourselves a rematch comedia i don't know that's just how my brain kind of took this going forward yeah no i, lo I love you looking ahead i love you the wheels turning and thinking about all the possibilities the future uh I wasn't thinking about the uh, suspension. I was just thinking like, um, all right, so they they have to keep Ronda looking strong. So they got this um, kind of, yeah, kind of a uh, asterisk victory for for Liv. And so maybe they'll they'll do it again. And and but then I hope I would really hope that Liv could get a clean win over Ronda. I think that would be really awesome for Liv. Um, like you said, because yeah, that puts a little mark on her as a champion, but I loved the the passion that came through from Liv on how much the championship means to her. Yeah. I love when you can see that in a champion, when they, you see how much, like whenever she posts on social media even, or does any promo, you can tell how important this is to her, how much it means to her and what she would do to keep her championship. So I, I really love her as a champion right now. And yeah, hope I hope she can, keep it going um but yeah it was see see what happens it, it'll be interesting if, if ronda goes away for a while um and if, if Liv is hurt who, who she's gonna have next for it see if she can prove herself a little more keep keep that chip on her shoulder keep that even though she's the champion she'll keep that kind of kind of attitude that's that's been working for her yeah, because now that she's, you know, she's a, she's a a marked person, um, it would be nice now to see, like, 
the low to mid range heels come after her be like, well, you tapped out. So you're not, you're not a worthy champion. I think I could be, you got Natalia right off the bat. You got mm-hmm. Sonya Deville. They could jump in. And then who knows after that, you know, you could even have um, Naomi, if she comes back as a heel, that'd be a, another good one. Um, so who knows? They could be the, the opportunities, you know, they're, they're plentiful. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what they try to start on, on SmackDown. And Naomi can come back and beat her if she's going to be in the bloodline. So she can grab, grab that. Right. Because the bloodline bloodline needs everything. Yes. (laughs) I would would accept that. Yeah. Um, I I think that if they do, they need to, Oh my God. All right. So this, this would be perfect. (laughs) I know you haven't been watching uh, so much recently, but Sami Zayn has been there kind of like, I don't know. Honorary Oos, I think they call him. Um, so now he needs to win the IC title. So that way the bloodline can have, hold all of those. And then they need one other person. Maybe so will Sequoia to call him up from NXT. He can win the US title. The bloodline has every title in the company. Yeah, at least be. for like a little bit, even if yeah, they yeah, lose yeah. like some of those other ones, like right after. But yeah. that would be, that would be, yeah. What, what a picture, what a picture that would be. My God. Oh, that'd be insane. Just to do it. Yeah. For a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Just, just to say that, that it happened, but that'd yeah. be a great WrestleMania moment right there. Have all of them just have all. Yeah. The to end a WrestleMania. Yeah. Have the rest of them come out with, yeah. Holding all the belts after Roman retains. Yeah. yeah. Be insane. <laughs> be insane. Um, but yes, spoiler alert, we've been talking about Roman being champion forever. <laughs> the main event of this spectacular SummerSlam, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, last man standing for the WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Championship of the World. And dear Lord, this was 23 minutes of carnage, and I loved every goddamn second of it. Brock bringing out a tractor. Then using said tractor to move the goddamn ring, lift it up. I'm just like, what am I watching? And they literally, literally had to bury this man. Figuratively and literally to get him to stay down for 10. Because no matter what Roman did, he would not stay down. And I love that. It just makes Brock look so, so much like the monster that he is. And then have them have, have to use the entire like ringside area to bury this man to finally keep him down to 10 was just great. Ah, uh, man, like I don't even know what to say about this match. It's I <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's exactly what you need to do with a with a Brock last man standing match. Um, which I think. Uh, somebody said that this was Brock's first last man standing match of his yeah, career. I couldn't believe that. I was like, yeah. seriously? And I mean, what a match to have too. Um, and I think Roman's now four and one, I believe in last man standing matches. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't even know what to say. It's just, this match was ridiculous. Yeah. The, the Nashville crowd, I think, was really hot all night. They were an awesome crowd added yes. to the viewing experience. But I think <laughs> the stuff with Brock being the, you know, the the happy, like, big, you know, badass farmer 
um, with the tractor. I think that went over even better, like, because they were in Nashville. The people there loved it. It made it all work that much better, even. Um, the, the perfect, like, Mike toss by Brock and yes. Roman, like, catching Catch it, me. like, seeing that on the internet after, like, so many images that are going to go down is classic obviously the lifting the ring and i've watched that so many times especially because of how roman sells it yes, flying, back. flying out of the ring yeah. oh god that was fantastically done oh it was that was brilliant yeah something you've never seen before nope. what an what an image uh something you'll probably remember forever that's oh yeah that was beautiful yeah it really was this was probably at least for me, like normally for me, SummerSlam is always for me has been the weakest of the big four. I've always been like, eh, whatever. It's just, you know, it's kind of like a glorified Raw or SmackDown to me. This, this one, this stood out for me. And I, I feel like this is probably the best one that I've seen since maybe the 90s. And I know they've had some good ones out there, but like from top to bottom, mm -hmm. this was just outstanding. And yeah, I, I posted a picture on, on my Facebook just with just the picture of the the tractor lifting the, the rig. And I'm just like, this may have been the greatest SummerSlam I've ever seen in my entire life. But I've watched wrestling for three plus decades now. And I'm just like, this is the damnedest thing ever. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I've seen like the rings explode, you know, with like Big Show and, and Brock Lesnar, you know, stuff like that. You see like, you know, people get choke slammed through the ring but i've never seen a ring like almost destroyed how did that ring not snap in pieces like right. seriously like like shout out to all the people the ring the ring crew to put that thing together like that could have gone horrifically wrong <laughs> one board i was also moves. I, I mean, I know Brock is a big farmer, so I'm sure he's excellent with all kinds of heavy machinery, but I was a little nervous with him driving it to the ring. It was a pretty narrow. Yeah, there was not much room on either no. side. Like if he just starts drifting one way, he could like kill some people with the, right. the that tractor. I know. And I was then, just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just drove it. He didn't have to stop or nothing. He just was like, all right, here we go. Off he goes. And he just goes right down to the ring. And like that first time when he bumped into the ring, I was like, is he going to move this ring eventually? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was just going to yeah, just push it. And then he lifts it. Oh, my God. It was just nuts. Who would have thought? Yeah, it, it really felt like a special SummerSlam. Like thinking about, again, like starting it with Becky and Bianca with a storyline that started and ended at SummerSlam. That's something you can point to and say, what a SummerSlam moment. Um, and the image at the end with the tractor, yep. uh, something you'll always remember. And then all these great matches in between with celebrities and doing different stuff, big time returns mm -hmm. at a SummerSlam. They'll make you remember it. So yeah, it was all, that was all well done. Yeah, it was, I'll easily, for me, it's probably the premium live event. I hate saying that, but <laughs> It's, it's not as clean as pay-per-view. Pay -view, exactly. I know. It's, but uh, I, it, it, for me, it's probably the best one they've done so far this year. So, I mean, and that might be, I don't know, it might be biased because I just watched it last night. But, I mean, I know WrestleMania was great too, but I don't know. This one just felt different. I don't know if it's because we all know Triple H is in charge now. 
I don't know. It's just, I, I'm, I'm excited. And I, I haven't been able to say that for a long time when it comes to WWE's product. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week's Raw and SmackDown to see what they do. Um, I've also heard the rumors that there's possible changes coming to NXT 2.0. Um, I don't know if they're going to bring more black and gold to the brand again. I don't know. Just, there's there's a whole bunch of rumors, so that'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I'd be all for, like I mentioned earlier, um, for them to call up people who really aren't doing much in NXT. Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that we get more people coming back who were let go um, over the last couple of years. Um, especially the ones that were really close to Triple H. So we'll see. Um, Mr. Zach, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's always a pleasure having you of on the show. Um, I'll see you at the Clash at the Castle. That's right. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm, looking, I will I'm, looking, I'm looking forward take to Take down that. your castle, pillage. <laughs> You're going to storm the castle? Off. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm taking that one. I'm calling my shot right now. All right. All right. All right. Well, I will win our predictions at Clash at the Castle. All right. All right. I will definitely hold you to that. <laughs> um, but for the rest of you, please, if you don't or don't already, I, just, I can't speak as smooth as Sam can. Uh, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. We are inching closer to 9,000 followers. Would love to get to 10K before our fifth year anniversary uh, next January. Uh, so if you guys can give us a follow, like, that'd be great. We'd love to have you here. Um, we talk pretty much every single day, whether we're uh, live tweeting the shows or we're sharing memes or asking questions or whatnot. We're, we're, we're a good time on Twitter. <laughs> um, you can also I can confirm. On... Yes, 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 you can. And we appreciate that. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Facebook at Ship It Above the Ring. You can find us on YouTube as Above the Ring and on Instagram as underscore Above the Ring. Uh, you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're uh, not a one that you're listening to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop shopping. Add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Mr. Zach, thank you once again for joining me for this lovely podcast. If you want, you can share all your socials that we can get all this going. Yeah. We're uh, at back to the ring with the number two on Twitter. Um, and uh ship it studios yeah just just uh get get give actually give my follow to to above the ring actually let's get them to ten thousand let's let's let's, thank you sir i appreciate it let's get that done first (laughs) well i appreciate that all right guys so we'll get going for the night i hope you guys enjoyed SummerSlam as much as we did let us know tell us how you feel and uh we'll be at it for clash at the castle uh but Until then, most importantly, guys, do not forget to ship it. Enjoy the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? 
Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.